Although the weapons manufactured at the Springfield Armory were made exclusively for U.S. soldiers in real combat, Hollywood has found many uses for the guns, pressing them into action in hundreds of films. Your telephone, Captain. Up. Oh, I'm calling on Captain. Right. That's a scene from Captain Blood, the 1935 film starring a then-unknown Australian actor named Errol Flynn in his first Hollywood leading role as a doctor-turned-buccaneer. It turns out that the pistol Flynn and fellow pirate Basil Rathbone were firing was a modified trapdoor rifle made by the Springfield Armory, according to curator Alex McKenzie. Hollywood manipulated those original firearms to look like something else, to be used as a pirate pistol or an Arabic jazail or an old flintlock. But it's still the Springfield Armory underneath. They just added all these things and changed the wood and changed the length in order to make it fit whatever genre they were making. This often led to inaccurate depictions. As the film was set in the late 17th century, Mackenzie says flintlock muzzle-loading muskets should have been used instead of the trapdoor rifle. But he says the muskets took more time to reload, and in Hollywood, time is money. They had an idea of what was correct back then, but there were certain ways, especially with big crowds and things that would only be seen from a distance, that you could get away with whatever you needed to do to get props in people's hands. Another advantage of the trapdoor, says Mackenzie, is that it used black powder as a propellant, which when ignited makes a big puff of smoke, a theatrical tool that was indispensable for silent pictures. In the modern film era, sound effects have embellished those theatrics. The armory display includes the Springfield-made M1 rifle, used by Roy Scheider to kill the shark in Jaws, as well as an original Connecticut-made Colt Walker revolver, and a replica made of rubber used by Clint Eastwood in the outlaw Josie Wales. So this is a Colt Walker. Um, this is unique in that it's very large and very heavy. You get a sense oh, wow. of its weight. That is quite heavy. It is not light uh, for a pistol, for something that's meant to be held with one hand. And so you can see in doing action scenes, so here's the, the rubber stunt model. Oh, quite light. Yeah, only a few <laughs> ounces, really. So not only in terms of, of safety, but, geez, in terms of stamina, <laughs> in terms of carrying these things around all the time. Uh, there's definitely value in having something so light, but it's a stark contrast between a real original and a and a rubber prop. Well, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. For Dan Habel, a Springfield native who has recently returned home after living in the Los Angeles area for 25 years, the exhibit brings together two interests of his, film and local history. How do you take a Springfield-era gun and turn it into a laser, you know, shooter or whatever, and, and, and just the, the magic, the wizardry of Hollywood is pretty cool on that, but realizing, hey, why, why recreate the, you know, the mousetrap? Let's just, you know, color it and change it a little bit and go from there. So that was cool to see. About two dozen pieces, including a half dozen from its own 10,000-piece collection, 
are in the exhibit Springfield Armory Goes to Hollywood, which is on display through the end of September. For New England Public Radio, I'm Kareen Jiri.